It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mina, how do we say Cam Newton's name on this show? Cam Damn Newton's going to run the ball. Cam Damn Newton. Newton takes the snap, runs to the right side, lunges forward. He's in. First thing we said when we saw him was, damn, that's a quarterback. Cam takes the snap, rolling right, throws for the end zone. It's caught, touchdown. He won past your secondary at 260. You like, damn, he fast. Yeah, yeah, it feels good. It feels good. Y'all know that's my favorite word. Feels good. My mom don't like it, but this is my favorite word. His favorite word is Cam. Uh, Cam Newton, by the way, working out for scouts today at Auburn's Pro Day, looking to get back into the NFL. Remember, he said, Ant 32 quarterbacks better than me, but will a team agree? Well, here's a little bit more from Cam's Twitter. Tell me how these randoms keep getting jobs. Don't worry about it. I'm going to say, I can't wait to say, oh, I love it. I'm seeing a lot of people toiling the idea and it's official. I will be throwing at Auburn's Pro Day. So that's official, and we're still waiting on him to do those exact throws. But anyway, welcome to NFL Live. Glad to have you with us on this Tuesday. You see him right there, Teddy Bruschi, Marcus Spears, Diana Rusini. And we also have Mel Kuyper Jr. He's joining us. His mock draft 3.0 dropped today. He'll tell us a lot that's going on with the draft. A lot of fun at the top with the quarterback. But first, guys, let's get back to Cam, okay? He's looking to prove he still belongs in the league, but he did struggle to produce when we last saw him in recent seasons, okay? Since 2019, Newton ranks 44th in QBR, last in touchdown-to-interception ratio, and 41st in off-target rate among 46 quarterbacks to throw at least 500 passes over that span. Diana, we start with you. The workout's just getting underway. What do we know about the scene there at Auburn? Yeah, I'm talking to some scouts that are there watching this pro day. They're there for Auburn, but also keeping an eye on Cam Newton. And I can tell you there is one team who is there specifically to see Cam Newton's workout. And he's going to be throwing in about 35, 40 minutes from now. He's doing some warm-ups and stretches right now just to get ready for that throwing session. But around the league, Laura, just having conversations with different head coaches and GMs, about where Cam Newton stands at this point in his career, I feel like I got a little bit of mixed review. Some still believe he's such a leader, he's such a workhorse, that he could be so good for any locker room. Well, there are some concerns about his shoulders, injury. We know that he dealt with that when he was with New England. Is he a starter? From what I can gather, that's not the sense I'm getting, but there are some teams who believe he could be a backup. And if you're looking at the topic bar, which is that little thing on the screen down below uh, that has the funny fonts, yes, we're doing that for Cam in honor of Cam. He likes the funny fonts. We're yeah, all about it today. You, yeah. 
really cute. Yeah. Marcus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Teddy's like, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> I, I, <didn't> see <laughs> I know. Our team is great. So, Marcus, when you think about Cam Newton, how he fits in today's NFL, because things have changed, certainly. What goes through your mind? I'm with you, Teddy. My brain, my brain was glitching, too, looking down. There. I was like, what is happening? Uh, but that is Cam's right. Here's the thing, Boogie. Cam is no longer the anomaly, right? Like, for so many years, we watched him in this league and he was dominant, and he was the only one that you could point to that could do the things that he was doing, which were phenomenal, by the way. Let's not get it twisted. When Cam Newton was Cam Newton and all over the field, it was no one else in the league like that on his way to MVP season. But now you have the Josh Allens of the world, the dual-three guys, the Kyler Murrays, the Lamar Jacks. We saw Jalen Hurts go to a Super Bowl this year. And it, it, the polarizing um, overall arching conversation about dual threat quarterbacks, ones that put themselves in arm way, the ones that take off and can run and be as dominant with their legs, is no longer something that we kind of look at and be like, oh, but is he a quarterback? That's no longer the conversation. So now it really all revolves around Cam's ability to push the ball downfield and to have that ability in his age and not, is not being the guy that we have grown accustomed to him being dominant. So they'll get a good look at that. But the, the, the overall conversation is dual threat is accepted in the NFL now. And Cam Newton is no longer that anomaly that he was. Yeah, let's see how he looks in the workout. I know a lot of teams will be interested because Cam can provide a service, in my opinion. He can provide a service that on a <coughs> limited basis. Uh, 68 quarterbacks played last year. 68 quarterbacks started last year. That's a lot of quarterbacks, and that tells you how much these quarterbacks take a beating. And sometimes you're getting into your second, your third. Sometimes if you're getting in the 49ers, you're getting your third and fourth quarterbacks because it just happens. I mean, these edge rushers will eventually get to you, and they will provide pain and then injury, and then you get worn down. And that's exactly what happened to Cam, though. So are the shoulders okay? But I absolutely think, can Cam provide something for you in terms of, you know, getting in three, four games, not be a starter, absolutely, because I don't know if he'll last 17 games with those beat-up shoulders, but definitely a service, and he can help a team win. Yeah, really great points. We do have this in just now, new on NFL Live, some video of Cam Newton out at Auburn's Pro Day where he's going to throw in just a little bit. There he is stretching as they get ready to go. They ex had expected him to throw about an hour ago, but as you know with these Pro Days, the schedules can be interesting. By the way, the last time we saw Cam Newton play was exactly 450 days ago. We'll keep you updated on that. Let's get to some news around the league with Diana. And, Di, start us off with news on the running back position down in Dallas. Well, Laura, we know it was about a week ago, right, that the Dallas Cowboys cut Ezekiel Elliott. And it was really big news because the question was, well, where are they going to go at the running back position? Because we know Tony Pollard's the guy and they want to run the ball more. Mike McCarthy made that clear. Well, they signed up Ronald Jones. We know he spent last season with the Chiefs. He played in about six games. And, of course, he had a breakout season in 2020 with the Bucks. So he's entering Dallas with two Super Bowl rings here. So he will add to that running backs room. Then meantime, speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, former Dallas Cowboy tight end Dalton Schultz signed with the Houston Texans, so he will stay in Texas. He'll take over as the starter there. Well, he signed a one-year deal. If you remember last year, the Cowboys franchise tagged him, and they decided to move on from him. So he now has will add to the Texans' offense. Meantime, Devin Singletary 
goes from the Buffalo Bills to the Houston Texans. Of course, he had 20 regular season touchdowns, 16 rushes. He signed a one-year deal. The jack-of-all-trades really was a big part of the run game in Buffalo, but we know that the Houston Texans have also been very bold about wanting to run the ball. And speaking of Buffalo, right? So Buffalo had to replace him, so they had to go with Damian Harris, a guy he, they are very familiar with as they, we know that they face the Patriots every season. He signed a one-year deal to join the Bills. Now, he wanted to go back to New England, Laura, but Buffalo really wanted him because they're looking really to beef up that side with James Cook and Naheem Hines, right? So they really want to differentiate that backs group there. So for them, that feels like he was able to distinguish himself and make himself a little bit more different than the guys they already have on that roster. Yeah, I love that signing. Damian Harris, just a tough, really smart running back. With the addition of Harris alongside James Cook, as you just heard Diana mention, as well as Naheem Hines, the Bills might look to lighten their workload for Josh Allen when it comes to him running the football. At Buffalo has heavily relied on their quarterback to help carry their ground game, so much so that over the last two seasons, Allen has accounted for 34% of Buffalo's rushing yards. That's the highest percentage of any quarterback for any team over that span. It's a big piece that kind of makes you shake your head. I'm doing what Teddy's doing when you think about the way that offense has functioned. But Marcus, what do you make of the signing of Harris in Buffalo? Well, first of all, I like the signing because it's a result of Boogie when we went back in the studio on the Monday after the Patriots played the Buffalo Bills and the Patriots decided we're not going to throw the ball at all. We're going to run it 117,000 times against the That's Buffalo an Bills. Number. And Damian yeah. Harris was <laughs> Damian Harris was a big part of the success that they had on the ground. So they had a really good idea of how physical of a runner he was. And you you and I both covered him when he was at Alabama. We know the type of mentality that he brings. He's a be your own blocker type runner. He has the ability to catch it out of the backfield as you see here. But I want to see Buffalo run it a little bit more. I want to see them take some of the pressure off of Josh Allen, but I want them to not only run it when it's favorable, I want them to be able to run it when they want to. I think that's the thing that's stopping them from winning the championship. Obviously, we know that they are explosive, and Josh Allen is Josh Allen, and Stephon Diggs is on the outside. But coincidentally, I, I continue to watch these Super Bowls, and I continue to see people at times have to run the football in order to protect themselves and get another team out of the way. I want to see if Buffalo can establish that this year. Yeah, when a perfect time to do that, Marcus, is early in the season because you want your quarterback healthy late in the season. And so those numbers, those 34% percentage numbers, that's something you don't want to see, especially if, you know, the main source of offense for that team is Josh Allen. Now, September, October, go ahead, establish it. Give it to Damian. Give it to the running backs. Let them show. Let them work. Let them know that it's possible to do that because – I really think no matter what it is, towards the end of the season, November, December, it's going to be the Josh Allen show because this guy only plays one way, okay? I don't know how much patience Dorsey has either as an offensive coordinator, but he only knows one way, and he's going to take off and run, and you're not going to be able to stop him from doing that. And even in those critical situations on third down in the red area, he's going to want the ball, and you're going to want to give it to him because he gives you your best chance to win. So get him there. Get him there in November. Get him there in December where he's still healthy enough to do that. But September and October, have at it.
three yards in a cloud of dust. I, will, I don't care. <laughs> Teddy, no player has accounted for more of their team's yards and touchdowns than Josh Allen over the last two seasons. Those numbers back up exactly what you're saying. And we're just getting started here on NFL Live. Almost a week after he's been able to talk to other teams, Lamar Jackson remains unsigned. We'll discuss the latest in the Lamar Jackson situation as Diana Rossini has a report on what's going on. Plus, in a year where multiple teams are QB needy, who will get the guy they need most? Mo Jr. joins us to discuss his newest mock draft. The quarterbacks are all going up at the top. He'll explain. We'll be right back. It was now or never. Gotta get it now. Must laugh for the people for showing me love and holding me down. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. They running, they running, they running right after me. I've been this size my whole life. I'm confident in myself. I know what I can do. I'm able to do everything on the field. Run past people, jump over people, run over people. I think I've been the best player in college football two years in a row. I got a cannon. I'm going to show it off. Time for Mel Kiper Jr.'s Mock Draft 3.0. This one, a lot of fun, especially with those quarterbacks who you just saw on screen at the top of round one. Mel, I hand it over to you to take it away and start with C.J. Stroud. Laura, that's where it starts with C.J. Stroud. Bring back Carolina and Frank Wright. Maybe one of bigger quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud, red hot right now from the Georgia game. The combine, we'll see about the pro day tomorrow. Bottom line is C.J. Stroud, accurate throwing the football. 70% completion percentage the last two years. Does not throw interceptions and use his legs against Georgia to show what a dual-threat quarterback he could be moving forward in the NFL. Bryce Young has everything you want from a processing standpoint, accuracy, all that. He has the it factor, but the size at 5'10 and a quarter, 
204 pounds. He had the shoulder injury, missed the game this year. Can he stay healthy? You guys were talking about the pounding quarterbacks. Hey, how many quarterbacks have started games? At his size, can he hold up? That's the question with Bryce Young. I have him going second. Houston has an infrastructure now around the quarterback. You think about Will Levis in a trade-up from four to three with Arizona. Levis was it early and often this year. Had a variety of injuries, played through it. Struggled, couldn't use his legs like he did uh, in 2021 to beat the defense. I love the arm. I love the attitude. Love the approach. And he, too, was a dual-threat quarterback. Will Anderson, Jr., special player, is he? College-wise, he was. Can he be an 18-sack guy in the NFL, or will he be an 8-10-sack guy? He doesn't have the bend of a Von Miller or a Miles Garrett or that explosiveness out of the blocks. What he is is a great kid who gives you everything he has, does a great job using his hands. Arizona needs an outside pass rusher moving down one spot to get him at four. Then we get Anthony Richardson to a team that I believe, with Anthony Richardson, a developmental quarterback needs a quarterback in place in Geno Smith who can allow him time to develop. And if Geno can do it over the two, three-year period, great. It's a win-win. If he can't, he's a one-year wonder. Then Anthony Richardson is developed as the quarterback of the not-too-distant future with a talent to be awesome if he can become more accurate throwing the football. And he started, started large 13 games at Florida. It works against him a little bit, but you can't coach or teach the kind of talent Anthony Richardson brings to that quarterback position. You're looking at that top five, six, as you see Jalen Carter taking it six by Detroit. We'll continue to focus on all of this with Mel, but let's stay on the quarterbacks for just a minute here. We got everybody here, Mel. We're going to put you on the spot for Ask Mel. Marcus gets to start us off. He has a question for you. Marcus, go ahead. What do you got? Well, I have a thousand, but I'm going to start with Anthony Richardson, Mel, because look, all of the buzz coming out of the combine was how he performed, um, especially in the throwing portion of it. Mel, when you have it, you have him in Seattle, and that's high. So I don't want anybody to start arguing, talking about why he not number one. I get why you have him there, Mel. Mel, is that ceiling, the potential ceiling for Anthony Richardson going to, is it going to make these GMs and these owners and these teams go late into the midnight hour wondering if they can get that out of him? Because if they can, do you believe he'll be the star of this class? It's tempting, Marcus. Everything you said is, is tempting. He's got that talent against Utah. If you put in the tape of a Utah game September 3rd, you put him number one by miles. I mean, he's got everything. He showed it off in that game. And then the next week, he's struggling throwing the football. Uh, he makes bad decisions. He's missing layups in games. He's missing really throws to all levels that were open and opportunities for that offense. He only started 13 games, Marcus. That's an automatic red flag for a lot of GMs. So again, you're talking about a boomer bust. He could be a boom, and we could be talking about him in a couple years in not being one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Or you could be talking about a guy who just yeah. is struggling with the accuracy. Now, hey, people say, well, Josh Allen fixed it. I have said months ago, Marcus, if I'm Anthony Richardson, I'm calling Josh. I want to know who he went to, who are his guys, and I'm going to bring them with me to try to make me a more accurate passer than I was at Florida this past year. Yeah, I asked Florida head coach Billy Napier his favorite thing about Richardson's skill set, and he said it's the combination of that cannon arm. The arm is so strong, but the ability to be mobile, it's so tantalizing, as you illustrated, Mel. I want to move a little bit to Will Levis because he's been a bit of a touch point in this quarterback class of late. How much of a concern would the poor offensive line in Indy be for a guy like Will Levis, who certainly had a poor offensive line at Kentucky last season? 
At least he's used to it, Laura and Marcus. He's used to the line that didn't protect him this past year. Uh, it wouldn't be any change. I mean, I mean he got – I'd never seen a quarterback get hit as hard and as often as he did. I felt sorry for Will Levis. But he mm. gutted it out. He went out there when a lot of quarterbacks would have said, forget it. I'm too beat up. Head to toe, he was banged up. He couldn't run. He had nine rushing touchdowns in 2021 as a dual threat guy. Could beat the defense with his leg. Zero over the, what, the last eight, nine games this year. He couldn't run the football. He couldn't plan. He couldn't throw the way he did. Yet he was still out there. Even the bowl game, he didn't play. He was with that team. He's got a lot of guts, and he can spin it, and he can move. This year, I just think you throw it out. People want to criticize him for this year and say he turns the ball over. Hey, when you're down by 30, what's the difference? You lose by 50. Bottom line is he didn't have four and five-star recruits all over the place at Kentucky. Yeah, it's well said, Mel, because if you talk to the Kentucky staff, they even say they can't believe he continued to show up for that team with the situation. Also, I got ahead of myself. There's more Ask Mel coming later, okay? Coming up as well. The Bears have improved on both sides of the ball this offseason, but Teddy Bruschi explains why the pressure is on for Justin Fields' development this season. We get into that and much more next on NFL Live. Thanks for being with us. It's all till it's gone, and I got to know now. Is you with me or what? Or you try and wait till I'm up. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This new on NFL Live, Cam Newton working out at Auburn's Pro Day today. You're seeing video footage that just came through from D. Orlando Ledbetter of the AJC. And he said Cam Newton just launched back-to-back 60-yard bombs out there at Auburn's Pro Day. You see him launching those footballs, and uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on what he's doing in front of the scouts that are out there. Let's read and react to some of the latest news around the NFL. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is headed to Detroit as the Lions continue to stockpile talent. Here he is yesterday on his new squad. It's like a father-son relationship. I mean, when I mess up, even when I wasn't playing, when I mess up, I text him like, did you see it? Did you not see it? Because it's like, I don't want to let somebody down who actually there yeah, to help you. So I think the relationship with him just being there helped me get better every day. I remember him telling me, by the time I get you again, where I'm going to be at, you're going to be exactly where I need you to be. So I think you're growing as a player, as a man, understanding like how to get better from year one to year four, maturing. I think that's what really brought me here, bringing back to roots. So I can understand like, don't get too up, got to stay grounded and continue to work. Teddy, familiarity there. Do you like this addition for Detroit? I do. What I really like, Laura, is when a defensive coordinator knows what to do with his players. And 
this is this is Aaron Glenn at its best because of the relationship that CJ just talked about. He actually talked about it going all the way back to high school that he's known Aaron Glenn. So the history is there. Aaron Glenn knows what to do with this player. Can he play in the nickel? Absolutely. Can he play in the slot? Absolutely. Can he be a safety for you? Just so many things that Aaron Glenn and that relationship will help them develop. This is a great sign for the Detroit Lions. Let's go to the Chargers. Austin Eckler was granted permission to talk to other teams and seek a trade as he and the Chargers have not been able to come to an agreement. Here's what he said about all that yesterday. I'm so underpaid right now yeah. as far as my contract and what I contribute to the team. It's like I am relentlessly pursuing this. Like yeah. I, I want to get something long-term done. I want a team that wants me long-term. Because look, I, I'm at the peak of my game. I'm gonna score you another 20 touchdowns. As long as I'm healthy, I'm gonna score you 20 touchdowns. I'm gonna have you know another 1,600 all-purpose yards. I'm getting half my value of what I could be getting, yeah. right? So it's like I am relentlessly pursuing someone who wants me for the long-term. Marcus, why do you think there hasn't been a huge market for Eckler? Because it's a cold world for quarterbacks. In, 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 in reference to my man, J. Cole, it's a cold world out there. You see these guys signing one-year deals. They're fitting in. They're trying to figure out what the market actually is. And the fact that Austin, Austin Eckler is a really good football player, and he's right. His value and what load he had to carry with the Los Angeles Chargers was more than most backs in this league this year. So I understand where he's coming from, but you also got to read the tea leaves of the league. And running backs just aren't the hottest commodity right now when you start talking about long-term contracts. Cold, cold world. All right, there's Odell Beckham Jr. too, and tweeted out, he's not asking for 20 million a year, okay? But he said four isn't enough. So, Diana, we go to you on this one. What do we know about the potential interest in Beckham at this point? Well, he's not asking for $20 million a year now because you realize <laughs> that the market is not willing to pay him that much. But, you know, he was at one point looking between 15 plus to 20. And now that number has come down. And look, the reality is he looks at himself as a guy should be getting paid like Alan Lazard, like Jacoby Myers, like Juju Smith-Schuster. That's the kind of group he puts himself with. But obviously, he is coming off that ACL injury. He didn't play all of last season. So there... There are fair concerns. Now, the New York Jets are keeping an eye on him. He was on Aaron Rodgers' wish list. Aaron Rodgers admitted Odell Beckham Jr. is a player that he's hoping the Jets are able to bring in. But we know at this point right now, the Jets don't need a receiver. This would certainly be a luxury item. But we'll see how that market shapes up over the next few weeks for Odell. Diana also has an update on the Aaron Rodgers situation coming later in the show. A reminder that the Bears traded away the number one overall pick to the Panthers, who are undoubtedly seeking a quarterback at that number one spot. The Bears, on the other hand, though, building around Justin Fields. But have they done enough so far? Well, they've added a ton of pieces on both sides of the ball, including wide receiver DJ Moore through that trade with Carolina. They bolstered their front seven, signing linebackers Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards in free agency. Love those signings. They also signed running back Dante Furman and Nate Davis on offense as a guard. So in Mel Kiper Jr.'s Mock Draft 3.0, he has Chicago continuing to focus on the protection of fields. I love this. Drafting offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State at ninth overall. Teddy, when you see that, what do you make of what the Bears have done this offseason and then also the opportunity they could have in the draft, too? Yeah, they told you the truth, the truth about uh, how they feel about Justin Fields and building around him instead of, you know, 
maybe possibly entertaining taking a quarterback at number one. Absolutely, Justin Fields is our guy. We want out of this pick. We want to build around him because we see the potential in what he can be. That's what's exciting if you're a Chicago Bears fan because all of those moves is now sort of, sort of setting up Justin Fields to say, okay, now show us. Now show us you can develop like Jalen Hurts did last year when we got an A.J. Brown for him. And two years ago, everything for Hurts was horizontal. It was quick screens. It was safe passes, you know. So the one thing you don't want from your quarterback here is talking about him in the first couple months of the season. And all of a sudden, he's doing great because he's getting seven yards per carry on the ground. That's not how you win championships. The, the game is won from the pocket with your arm. Yes, is the threat of the run absolutely necessary for some schemes? This is one of them. Yes, but Justin Fields' development with his receiver, DJ Moore, with, with more players, that has to happen. So now you'll be looking at him because there are so many other pieces that have set you up for success. Let's see if he has it. Yeah, just think about the psychology of Justin Fields right now. He's seeing his <laughs> franchise and his organization invest in him and try to figure out if he's the guy that's going to carry them in to the next decade at playing a high-level position. So now the onus is on him. And obviously, Chicago still has work to do. The protection is the most important thing, but also getting those pieces that Teddy mentioned and we showed in the graphic is vitally important as well. And I remember Justin Fields standing at the podium saying, I, I, I keep hearing we're getting better, but I'm tired of losing. And if you got a quarterback that's going to approach not only himself individually getting better like that, but bring send back that investment that Chicago and Ryan Poles, the gym, seems to be putting to him, then you'll have a great combination. Chicago fans want Justin Fields to have success. They've, they've been loaning for a quarterback there for a while now to put them in a great position. There's a lot of things in the works with that organization. This is the first step, and so far in this offseason, They've addressed a lot of needs and done what you've needed to do in order to show your quarterback you invested, and now it's on him to play well. Yeah, I would point out, too, the plan by Coach Eberflus and company is an excellent one there in Chicago. It is a plan of building a solid foundation of which to build this team on as well. That culture yeah. is seeing a change, and that sometimes translates really well to the field. we got a lot more coming your way here on NFL Live, and we're going to play a round of Ask Mal. Find out who he has landing in Baltimore, if it may help keep Lamar with the flock. Also, an update on the Ravens and Lamar Jackson situation. Coming. We'll be right back. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Week six in the XFL is back Saturday as the Sea Dragons square off against the Guardians on ABC at 1 Eastern and then the Battle Hawks and Vipers at 7 Eastern on FX. <laughs> Sorry. Sunday afternoon, it's the Brahmas and Renegades on ABC and the Roughnecks and Defenders cap week six Monday at 7 Eastern on ESPN2. Every game also available on ESPN+. Plus. I hope I can talk the rest of the show, y'all. My goodness. Okay, Mel Kiper Jr.'s latest mock draft released today. It features quarterbacks going in four of the first five picks, a topic we spoke to him about in depth earlier this hour. So now I want to open it up to everyone else in the draft with a round of our favorite game, Ask Mel, and there's so much to get to. Marcus, I'm going to let you kick us off here. You said earlier you had 100 questions. Don't ask 100, but you can ask one right now. Okay. All right. Well, Boogie, you're damn near eight months pregnant with my nephew, so it's okay for you to stumble some work. I don't know what happened. Like, it, I it's fine. I couldn't breathe for a second. <laughs> it it no. happens to me, and I've never been pregnant. Okay? So if let's go, had, Mel. it would be right, notable. Here we go. Here Mel, I want to get to it, man. Look, obviously we know the the offseason and, and all of the things that are happening in Jalen Carter's world. And I see you still have him going very highly. And I understand the specific team need for the Detroit Lions. But, Mel, with all of the things that happened, you had the pro day, obviously the stuff off the field. Why is he still this high? And tell the audience why you think Detroit is that team that is going to go get Jalen Carter. Yeah, Marcus, I'm about the sixth pick overall for the Detroit Lions. I want a player who is the number one guy on my board right now. Certainly on most boards, he's one or two of the guys like Todd McShay and Matt Miller and guys you speak to about their rankings and where they have Jalen Carter right now. Uh, look at what he did after he came back from the ankle uh, and the knee injury. He was outstanding. Look what he did in 2021 with all that talent around him. He's a collapse-the-pocket guy. And for D Detroit, with Aiden Hutchinson flying off the edge, getting sacked, he's intercepting three yeah. passes, he's wreaking havoc. Now you got Jalen Carter on a defense that was bad. But they've added C.J. Gardner-Johnson, they've added Manuel Mosley, they've added Cam Sutton. Mm -hmm. They've done good things in that secondary. You add Carter, all of a sudden that Lions offense, which was scoring points, now the defense gets better, now they can roll into the playoffs for Dan Campbell. So I think it's six. You look at Warren Sapplin with 12. Laramie, Laramie Tunsil went 11th, and look what happened. And they were all way up at the top of the draft board and dropped because of the off-the-field concern. Go ahead, Teddy. Okay, Mellis. Okay, Mellis, my turn to ask a question. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with my former team because a couple years ago, the Patriots had a great young quarterback in Mac Jones' rookie year, but then last year, it didn't look like it. All right, the offense struggled, and I'm thinking draft comes around Mel's got him taking some type of offensive player that can help him from the skill position. But you got them going defense. Talk about why you think the Patriots are going defense in the first round. I'll tell you, the draft doesn't end after the first round. And I think there's a lot of other receivers in this draft that you can get if you pass on the receivers early. And look at Joey Porter Jr., who's a press corner, heck of a football player with an attitude, helps in a division with Josh Allen and Tua. Maybe Aaron Rodgers coming in, looks like, right? And all those other great quarterbacks in the AFC, you need mm -hmm. corners. 
to me, a receiver. You get a Josh Downs from North Carolina, heck of a slot receiver in the second round, a Jaden Reed, Michigan State, really good football player. I think they can find some guys now. Hey, they could take Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. He's a guy I really like. Had him sixth on the board back in August, had a hamstring, missed most of the year, just about all the year. He's going to be running tomorrow. Todd McShay says he's going to run 4-4-8. If he does, and he's probably going to go, Teddy, to New England or right in that area. I projected him to run maybe a, a 4-5-5. He runs under 4-5, and based on a great year he had in 2021, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is going very high, and maybe to New England where you pick at 14. Yeah, again, we're going to have all the coverage of Ohio State's Pro Day tomorrow, as you'll see Jackson Smith and Jigba. Of course, C.J. Stroud, two more conversation about him. I want to talk about the Ravens a little bit, Mel, because at 22nd overall, you have them taking Zay Flowers, the wide receiver out of Boston College. Love this guy. I actually think he's a little more versatile than some people have him when it comes to the next level. What's your thought there getting a weapon for Lamar, even though we don't exactly know what's going on with Lamar Jackson? Yeah, Laura, that's a tough one. I think when you look at Zay Flower, heck of a player. He's electric. But I think you look at Todd Monken, offensive coordinator coming in from Georgia, had been in the NFL. He's going to provide a passing offense. This team has not had that for the last few years. They have had no semblance of a pass offense. And their no quarterbacks not on the same page with receivers, their routes. I didn't think they were running routes. So to me, now you're going to get that. And you need some receivers to do it. Rashad Bateman coming back from the injury list. You look at what they can do with Zay Flowers. You said so versatile, so dynamic. It's a space game, getting the ball. And he will do so much damage after the catch. And he's got a great attitude. He's kind of kind of a Raven mentality mm. Zay Flowers has. So I just think the, the offense is going to be expanded. So the passing game will emerge now, hopefully with Todd Monken as the new coordinator. Man, we'd love to see it. And more weapons for Lamar if he's there could be great. By the way, you can never get enough Mel, okay? So you can get more of him. Mock draft at 5 How Eastern over on ESPN2. Like a lot of Mel. A lot of Mel. <laughs> we love it. As soon as we're done here, flip over to E2. You'll see him there. He's joined by Todd McShay, Matt Miller, and Phil Yates. Don't miss it. Thank you, Mel. You are the absolute best. All right, speaking of the Ravens, guys, I'm sure Lamar would love to get a big-time wide receiver in this draft. That is, of course, assuming that he's back in Baltimore. So Diana Rossini back with us. Diana, where are we with Lamar and the Ravens at this moment? Yeah, we can't get enough of this story either. Unfortunately, there hasn't been a lot of change in terms of teams that are interested in Lamar Jackson. If you recall a few weeks back, we started reporting and checking in with teams around the league, those teams that were in need of a quarterback, if perhaps maybe they were interested in maybe doing some research, having some conversations with the quarterback. And from what I can gather, and I have not spoken with every single team in the league, but I've spoken to a lot over the last week or so, at least since the beginning of free agency. And Laura, I really do not get a sense at this point right now that there is a team along with their ownership that is willing to take that first step in perhaps having those conversations with Lamar and having them maybe perhaps join their team. So for now, he's a Baltimore Raven. Yeah, and again, it's worth reminding if a team does make an offer, the Ravens still have the opportunity to counter offer. There are draft picks involved. So it's a very layered scenario. And the other major quarterback move we're all waiting on, Aaron Rodgers. Diana, are the Jets any closer to getting a deal done with the Packers? Yeah, we've got nothing new to report on terms of that trade becoming official. We all know now that Aaron Rodgers wants to be the Jets quarterback. But from what I was told, where we stand at this point, the Green Bay Packers are still asking for more from the New York Jets in terms of trade compensation for them to take over and get Aaron Rodgers to come to New York and officially become a New York Jet. 
Now, there is no official deadline in either of these situations, Lamar Jackson or even Aaron Rodgers, but there's definitely a sense that this will start heating up soon as the draft wraps up or at least the week after we could perhaps see some movement in both of these situations. So that's kind of what we're keeping an eye on. But for now, we've got no updates on two of the big-name quarterbacks. Waiting game continues. All right, we got more coming your way on NFL Live when we come back. Mel has the Panthers taking a quarterback off the board first, of course, but Marcus and Teddy agree why whoever they pick lands in a great situation there in Carolina. We'll detail that next. We'll be right back. More NFL Live on ESPN on the way. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back on NFL Live in this new in from Auburn where Cam Newton is working out in front of scouts today. We had some reports earlier that he threw a couple back-to-back 60-yard passes. He's still out there throwing. Will not speak to the media today, but as you guys know, you can probably stay tuned to Cam's own channel and you find out everything you want there on his social media. All right, to his former team, the Carolina Panthers. As we've shown you during the show, Mel Kiper Jr.'s mock draft 3.0, which dropped today, has the Panthers taking Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud with the number one overall pick. Yesterday, Coach Frank Reich and GM Scott Fitterer addressed the quarterback options they're looking at, including Lamar Jackson. Uh, like anything, like you always have a conversation, uh, but uh, – we were looking, he's a great option. There's a really expensive option, but uh, we're focused on more of the draft picks at this point. You know, you bring in a, a young quarterback, I, I will say this, is that he's going to get a lot of reps because, you know, you're going to draft a quarterback number one. Um, he, he's going to get a lot of reps because you, you want to get him ready to play. That's one of the luxuries you get with getting a guy like Andy Dalton. And there's a lot of conviction, as Scott said, on some of these top quarterbacks. And you're right, the old adage, don't make a decision before you have to. We're going to take every second, every day, or every hour, every day to make this decision. And we still got plenty of time left. A reminder that Bryce Young's Pro Day is coming up this week, too, as well on Thursday. So something to keep an eye on because he will throw there as far as we know. But, Mel, I want to start with you. You know, Frank Reich talking about size, not an issue when it comes to his future quarterback. They're going to evaluate everybody. But how did you weigh Bryce Young's size when it comes to slotting where he'd be drafted? Talk to teams, Lauren. They said the size would deter them at number one. That wasn't all the teams. It's a couple that I have your friends in the league. You talk to people and you get their opinion. They're not looking at a quarterback. They're just giving an observation. If they did, 
But for me, he's an outlier, and he's the only quarterback in the history of the common draft to be this size and go in the first round, let alone number one overall. So it has to be a concern. But they have put an infrastructure at Carolina around the quarterback already with the additions in free agency, with the coaching staff the way they have it, and with Andy Dalton being there. So I think it, right now it's too close to call. And I'll, I will say this. What, five, six years ago, did anybody at this stage of the process think that Baker Mayfield was going to go ahead of Josh mm. Allen or Sam Darnold? No, they didn't. So it could be a curveball, but it looks like it's either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud at number one. Mel, that's where I was going. I was going right there, and you brought it up. That's why I love when we're on the same page in this draft season. What I've watched from Bryce Young tells me he's the best quarterback coming out in this draft. And I get the concerns about the size and the stature, but watching him at Alabama and doing what he's been doing two years, and remember, Mel, you know this, but I, I want the audience to remember, Bryce Young didn't have the luxury of having the type of receivers that we've grown accustomed to seeing Alabama have. The year that he did and had Jamison Williams, he was to the tune of 47 touchdowns and seven interceptions <clears> and <throat> threw for almost 5,000 yards. This year in particular, he had to carry more of the load. So I think this year may even speak more to who Bryce Young is than his previous year. C.J. Stroud is phenomenal. This is not to talk bad or disparage on any of the quarterbacks that's considered at this number one spot. But based on what I've seen from Bryce Young, and we always get a little crazy around this time of the year. I think it's, for me, it's clear that the young man should be the number one draft pick based on what his tape and his resume said. Yeah, the size debate is interesting because if you're an owner slash GM slash head coach, you look at the league and then Kyler Murray's going down, Tua Tungavailoa's going down, the two Super Bowl quarterbacks, which were Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, they both barely made it. Okay, but because of their injuries into the Super Bowl. So they do have to consider that. What I know is Carolina, like they were talking about, the situation being great for whichever those quarterbacks go to this team. Andy Dalton making the room and Andy Dalton not being stupid, knowing what he's there for. He's there to cultivate the learning environment for the young quarterback. This offensive line is really good. And they're returning every single starter, the veteran receiver in Thielen, Hayden Hurst. Everything's set up there for everyone to sort of take care of everything that's non-football and make sure he has a good environment to learn. And then all of a sudden, that's all he has to worry about because he's got veterans around him. It's a great situation in Carolina for a young quarterback. Yeah, Teddy, I love that angle of just having that veteran experience around a young rookie quarterback and really this team trying to do everything they can to supply somebody young, new, making that transition into the league. But not only is it the players, but it's the coaching staff on this team, right? You've got Josh McCown, an NFL journeyman who it seems mm. has played pretty much on every single team in the league. And he's got so much experience in understanding quarterbacks, what they go through, what that transition can be like. I remember covering him when he was a New York Jet with Sam Darnold. I never saw those two apart. And I remember talking to Darnold to the side about it, and he said, he's pretty much my constant playbook. He's sort of just my guide at all times on everything, even dealing with the media. So Josh McCown's going to have a really big uh, influence on any quarterback that really joins the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, and you love him teamed up with Frank Reich, too, to that point. Mel, I do want to talk a little bit about C.J. Stroud, who we'll see in his pro day tomorrow. Why is he the number one overall pick in your most recent mock? Well, the size in the Georgia game and the way he performed at the Combine, I think if you can look at that Georgia game, and I said this for the last month, if you could bottle that game and he can expand what he did at Ohio State and become more of a run threat, and really put that pressure on that defense, 
boy, I tell you, you got something special. So if he would have done that, it would have been a guarantee number one, but he only did it in that one game. Yeah, he told me at the Combine, that's his game. That's who he would be more consistently. He was a little bit injured, banged up during the season. So we'll keep an eye on that. Time for one more thing before we go. And tip of the cap, the Patriots linebacker, Dante Hightower, who officially retired today, made a huge sack fumble, the now famous 28-3 comeback by the Patriots back in Super Bowl 51. Teddy, as another Patriot, what will you remember about your fellow Pats linebacker? I remember when High got drafted and the standard was already so far in the stratosphere, Laura, but he just took it and then just took it even higher in winning three Super Bowl championships himself. I mean, Bill Belichick gave him the nickname Mr. February because if mm. there was a Super Bowl in February, he was making plays like you showed right there, the tackle on Marshawn Lynch before Malcolm Butler's interception. Players like Hightower, players like McCourty, who also recently retired and had his retirement press conference today. Pleasure to watch them. They were champions in their own right, carrying on that Patriot winning tradition. We love to see it. We'll see you tomorrow on NFL Live. Thanks for joining us today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.